1: Hey guys, have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions like, how do I record an episode? How do I get my show into the apps all the people like to listen to? And how do I make money from my podcast? Well, the answer to every one of these questions is really simple. It's called Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. And best of all, it's 100% free and extremely easy to use. And now... Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. I've been using Anchor now for oh, almost a year, and I really enjoy it. It's a lot easier than any of the other podcast apps I've ever tried. And again, it's free, guys. It really is free. It doesn't cost anything. Uh, So, if you want to get started on a podcast and making money doing it, then go to anchor.fm slash start. That's anchor.fm slash start. Anchor, the best way to podcast.
0: This is Curtis Terry from the Round Rock Express, and you're listening to the Ranger Report.
1: This is the Ranger Report Podcast. News, insights, predictions interviews, and information about the Texas Rangers from the major leagues to the minor leagues. And now, here are your hosts, Ben Dieter and CJ Berryman. Welcome to the Ranger Report podcast. I am Ben Dieter. You can find me on Twitter at BDieter75.
0: And I am CJ Barrerman. You can find me at CJB underscore RR. And With that, Ben, uh, if y'all wanna, if y'all hear something on the podcast, or if there's something y'all wanna talk about that, that pops up that we don't hit in between our podcast, feel free to hit us up on Twitter. We would love to engage with you on there.
1: That is correct. You can hit either of us up individually, or just shoot it at the Ranger Report on Twitter, and we can both check that, and we will get to you. Also, we are on Facebook. We are on Instagram. We are on. I think I have a Snapchat, but I haven't checked it in a long time, so I wouldn't snap me unless you're just really desperate to, you know, see if I answer, because I I don't think I even have it on my phone anymore, so it'd be tough to look at it. But uh, I'm I'm a little old for the the Snapchat. Um, me too. Yeah, yeah. That's not that's not my cup of tea at all, right there. Yeah, I'm not.
0: Yeah, I'm and not into in to snapping. I'm into chatting, but not snapping.
1: Yeah, but seeing that I said cup of tea, that right there probably describes that I'm too old to have a Snapchat. <laughs> I hear you brother yeah so anyway speaking of uh cups of tea that has nothing to do with this but cj and i talked to curtis terry of the round rock express on uh, monday night aired it on tuesday if you haven't had a chance you should go back and listen to that interview curtis was fantastic uh, cj was fantastic i was in my car by the side of the road so i don't sound so fantastic but it was a fan it, it was a great interview it was really enjoyable cj and there was a lot to take out of it
0: yeah, yeah, a lot of commitment on Ben's part, pulling over to the side of the road and making that thing happen. Curtis was great. Um, I loved – he's he just he's already so mature that you forget he hadn't played above, above high A. I yeah. completely forgotten about that, you know. Yeah, until you know, we brought it up. Yeah, we, do, we don't have baseball last year, so you kind of lose track of where some of those younger guys played. And, yeah, this is his first time above high A, and he's already at triple A, and he's tearing it up. But I loved what he said, uh, that his approach at the plate it's situational essentially is what he's saying is he doesn't, you know, he wants to be like Albert Pujols and Pujols, even when, even this year against the Rangers before he was DFA'd with runners in scoring position, he, uh, he was getting base hits and driving in runs. And, And if that's what Curtis Terry's looking to do rather than be a, be a power hitter, man, more power to him.
1: And like Literally. he, yeah, and like yeah, exactly. And like he mentioned, being an all-around player, his defense has been so good too, being at the AAA mm-hmm. level. That you know, and I also loved when we asked him about, uh, you know, what his goals being called up. He said he's not even thinking about that because he hadn't played against high or over high A, and that you know he's just enjoying it and trying to do the best he can. And I'll tell you what, if, if he can stay anything like he's doing now, it's not going to be too long before he gets a chance with the big club.
0: Yeah, and, and like we talked to him about too. It's uh, there's a, there's a log jam at first right now, first base DH and luckily for for the Rangers right now, they don't have to rush him because he's got he's got uh, years of serviceability yeah. uh, in the minors so they don't have to rush it. Uh but I just don't be surprised in September when those call-ups happen, he'll, he'll be up, but there's also not going to be any baseball being played in the minors at that time. So go for it, but he needs to be getting every day at bats. And and he was very humble about it. Like, I'm just happy to be playing up here at the triple a, I'm not even worried about anything else. So he was very mature beyond his, beyond his ears for sure.
1: I agree. And and of course, you know, CJ and I always ask the super important questions. So we asked him what his favorite go-to thing at Whataburger was, because, you know, that i mean we only hit important questions on this podcast
0: yes yes and the water and if, you, if you're in texas and you're playing for a texas team and you're not from here you better get your butt over there and curtis said he certainly had so yeah uh happy to hear that he said that and, well he had
1: a uh, breakfast and a lunch favorite which made me happy
0: yeah, he's a, he's probably yeah I, and i don't eat much water breakfast to be honest i i usually hit up lunch and dinner so oh, yeah yeah the fact that he's the fact that he's hitting up the breakfast too yeah he's he's He's, he's fallen in love like the rest of us are.
1: Yeah, it doesn't take long. You know, I've been here almost my whole life. And, uh, you know, the first time I ate it, I was like, I don't think I'm ever going to eat fast food anywhere else again.
0: It's not the same after you eat Whataburger, that patty melt. Mmm.
1: Oh, by the way, if you're listening to Whataburger and you want to sponsor us, you know, give me a call. I'm, yeah. all, I'm all for it. You know, if you want to, you don't have to give us money or anything. Just give us vouchers for free food and we will like, you yeah. know, we will talk about, I mean, we're already talking about you forever and you don't even sponsor us. So if you guys feel like yeah. jumping on and sponsoring the Ranger Report podcast, you know, and giving us some free food, you know, we'll put any video we put out, I'll have Whataburger signs all over around me. I don't care.
0: Exactly. And I'll, I'll just, all I can, all I'll do, which is kind of what I usually do, is just kind of round robin it when I could pull up to the drive-thru because anything that I get, I know it's going to be good. So yeah. just give me a dart. Give me a dart sponsored, and I'll just throw a dart at the menu every time I pull up there and order whatever whatever it is.
1: Yeah, we don't care. Like I said, not sponsored. But, hey, if you reach out, I am not going to turn down that call.
0: No, no, I'm not me either. I like my Whataburger.
1: All right, speaking of turning down, um, we talked last time, I believe, or the time before about Delano DeShields not being called up. And then uh, you know what happened again uh, earlier was Eli White gets called up once again, not Delino de Shields.
0: Yep, Chris Davis dfa as as we discussed last week. Uh, see, we we both agree that, that it was time for time yeah. to move on from that that experiment and just uh, get some up, get some some other guys some at bats. I know we talked about Chris Davis when he was on the DL, the IL. Gosh, I'm I'm, I'm still getting there. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll get on the there one IL, day. Yeah, one of these days on the IL and we completely forgot about him because there's a lot to talk about with all the other new guys and young guys. And we kind of talked about Davis being the kind of that that keep the change program that some banks uh, some banks have where you use your debit card and they round up whatever purchases it is to the to the next to the, to the dollar and put that in your savings account. And you don't ever see it. And then you look and you're like, oh, hey, look, there's savings there. It's like, okay, hey, there's Chris Davis. And then he came off the DL, the IL. And uh, he was more like that pesky foreign ATM withdrawal fee. Yeah. Uh, he was not, he was not good at all. Uh, he did hit two home runs, but he was hitting under 200. And just didn't really seem to, I don't know. He just, the body language wasn't there either. No. So, and I don't um, think much I don't- other head a I
1: don't but. think he really honestly wanted to be here. I think it was, a, uh, you know, hear. I don't think he wanted to be here. I don't think he enjoyed it here. I think, I don't think he actually thought he would play here, in my opinion. I think he thought that they would DFA him before he got here. And I think he was kind of surprised that he got called up and made it here after he came off the IL. And I think, you know, he just, his body, like you said, his body language, the way he, you never saw him interacting with teammates, really. He just seemed like he was, he knew his days were numbered.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It was just a, just not a situation for him. Um, he, he he pretty much got jettisoned by the A's. They were looking for somebody to take him and yeah. take that contract. And the the Rangers kind of did them a favor because they did us a favor by taking on Elvis Andrews' deal. So
1: so really, uh, it didn't so work out for either club.
0: Not really, because unfortunately Elvis is not playing well for Oakland, and that stinks. But you know, eh, we're we're much happier right now with uh, with our shortstop. That's for sure.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I had to say it, but I, I, even as an A, I wanted to see Elvis be successful, and I'm really disappointed that he's having a bad year.
0: Yeah, I absolutely wanted to see him go over there. And not, you know, if he tore it up, great. I mean, I wasn't yeah. gonna, I would not against him for by all means him or Mitch Moreland or anybody that, yeah, anybody that that, that goes and plays for anybody, including our rivals, including Rudenetto door playing for the Yankees. We yeah. like, we obviously hate the Yankees, but uh, I don't wish them to go up there and stink um, now. So especially Elvis though, he's a Rangers legend
1: and Yeah, and he will be when he retires, he'll retire as a Ranger and he'll go down. It's one of the greatest Rangers of all time.
0: Yep. He'll be inducted in the Texas Rangers Hall of Fame for sure.
1: Yep. I mean, I mean, and watching him and Beltre was a joy for so many
0: years. Oh yeah. And, and even when Beltre got inducted in the Rangers Hall of Fame, Elvis ran up there and messed with his head again. I want oh, yeah. to see, you know, you know, Beltre is going to be at, at Elvis's induction. Oh yeah.
1: Yeah. And that'll be fun again.
0: That'll be fun all
1: over again. All over again. All right. Speaking of uh, things that aren't fun. See another great transition by me, man, I'm so good at these. I don't know how I'm not a professional (laughs) at this, but anyway,
0: transition King,
1: transition King. Let's talk about, we talked about Eli white being called back up. but let's talk about some injuries. Uh, Ian Kennedy got put on the IL, I believe it was yesterday. Uh, Mm -hmm. and his expected return is mid June. So he's only going to be on maybe 10 days with a little bit of a hamstring strain. So, uh, You know, obviously that showed in yesterday's game. We're recording this on a Wednesday night. In yesterday's game, when the bullpen gave up eight runs there in the eighth and ninth inning.
0: Yeah, they couldn't turn to him. So, um, it it stinks because, you know, he's an older guy. And having lower body injuries, especially for for pitchers, is is not no bueno. So, you kind of get concerned there. And and I don't know which leg it was, push-off leg or plant leg if it's plant leg then that's a little bit a little bit better than the push off but he's a guy that we're hoping to keep doing what he's been doing which has been fantastic as the yeah. closer and and get a get a piece for him get a trade piece for him later on and that did allow however Spencer Patton to come up he was I don't believe he gave up a run 12 score yeah 12 scoreless innings in in AAA this yep. year so you're looking at a guy that might be you know the Rangers starter moving forward, or Rangers closer moving yeah. forward.
1: he's got four saves also so far in uh, in
0: AAA. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's got plenty of plenty of controllability. So you might be looking at a guy that's going to be closing for the next couple of years, and and uh, so you just hope that Kennedy's able to come back and, and and continue to be continue to do what he was doing earlier, not re aggravate that, and yeah. but also maybe keep Spencer Patton up. Uh, it just depends on what what they're looking at with the bullpen. I know Joe Ailey Rodriguez has been struggling yep. a little bit, so, yeah, and
1: especially again, last night. Yeah, and again, when you call up these young guys and we get a team like the Rangers have, you're going to see struggles like that. You're going to see guys have fantastic nights, and then you're going to see guys basically just melt down and have a terrible night. And unfortunately, yesterday or on Tuesday,
0: two pitchers had a really bad meltdown. Yeah, and you see what happens against good teams. You know, one of the best teams in baseball and it, it, it's, it sucks to come off of that long grueling road trip that they just went through where they lost every game. And it's like, okay, we get back home and yeah. there's a two of the, two of the top five best to the top five teams in in all of baseball that are waiting for you yeah. at home. So, but you know, young teams against teams that are built to, uh, to win right now, like the giants. I mean, those are two playoff teams, and the Rays are coming back off of a World Series appearance, so yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's unfortunate. But yep. you're gonna we're gonna have these growing pains, and like we talked about, it's been grueling. This past couple of weeks have been absolutely grueling. Yeah, today really they they gr- they had to grind out a win, and they did thankfully. And it was IKF making up for that error the other day. He uh, he played very well in clutch, yeah. clutch today.
1: Yeah, and speaking of that, I wanted to talk about him a little bit and the way he's playing and just the confidence. I was listening to the game on the radio today, and I heard in the post game they had IKF on, and he just sounds mm-hmm. he just sounds so comfortable and confident every time that he talks to either TV or radio. He just sounds like he is in the zone and just like, oh, yeah, you know. And he, he kept saying today, which I really liked on the radio interview, he kept saying, I'm trying to do what Woody said and lead this team and show these guys, you know, that we can do this and blah, 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 which... To me, it was very good to see him really take it on that role, on the field and off the field.
0: Yeah, you you wouldn't you couldn't tell that they'd been struggling mightily over the past couple weeks with the way he talked. No, and he knows his responsibility now is to lead this team moving forward. It's on his shoulders, and he's he's showing out. And he came up clutch tonight, and yeah, you know, he's now hitting two ninety one. He had he stole his eleventh base. He he went up there against a very difficult reliever who throws the ball like he's coming out of the grave, you know. Yep. He throw, he, he, he submarines it from so far down, and, and, you know, IKF was able to get a two-strike two strike pitch and drive it for a base hit and then steal second. and Yeah, and that's the thing. thing you know, adult, that's the thing. Yeah.
1: That's, that steal was huge because he went up scoring mm-hmm. after he stole that base. So that, that steal was massive in that game. They don't win that game if he doesn't steal second.
0: Nope, and it allowed Adolis Garcia to hit an un- Adolis Garcia like single, it, a bloop single that allowed him to score. And it was just you just kind of knew if the Rangers are going to win a game right now, that's how they're going to have to do it. Yeah, it's just very small ball to to the to the tee. And they tried to get have Eli White. He had a great day aside from the the bunt pop yeah. up out, and um, you know it didn't end up, it didn't end up costing them. They ended up uh, winning the game. So thankful for that. But he did play well. He was tearing it up in AAA. Yeah. And uh, um, on the radio was saying that he looks way different. The body language is way different. He said he looked out of his league, and he did, uh, when he was up before being sent down earlier in the year. But, yeah, he, he looks comfortable, and that's that's what we're, th- we're wanting to see out of those young guys is get a taste, and if you're not comfortable, go back down. And then, like, like he did, just tear it up. And then come back up, and now you don't have that. You know, you know what you expect. You know what to expect now. It's not a surprise. But yeah, this was just a game that you, they were going to have to gruel out against a team that love. This is one of the best teams. Actually, is the best team in one run games this year, and that most of their games are low scoring games. And both teams emptied up, emptied out their benches. I think both nights in a row. So, yeah. except yeah, we except to do it Joey, but We'll
1: talk about that in a yeah. minute. But mm-hmm. and you know, another guy I've been super impressed with this year. And, you know, I didn't even have him making the team out of spring training as Brock Holt. I thought Culberson (laughs) was going to make the team and not Brock Holt. And Holt, again, had a couple of big moments in this game, including the walk-off hit. But overall, he's been playing great third base. He's like He seems energized. He seems like he loves being here. And it's just been great to watch him play because, again, he's a guy that seems to fire people up. And, you know, he seems to like to have a lot of fun. And he's just playing so well
0: yeah I guess who did have him on his opening day roster yeah 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 uh, yeah, buddy don't now, worry we'll um, talk
1: about Kobe Allard in a minute
0: <laughs> yes we will <laughs> deservedly so yeah Holt's only hitting 244 but he's bringing a whole lot of leadership yeah. to the team and his OBP is three is 343 though and he's the guy that we were going to we were kind of talking about our lineups what we would prefer to see in the lineup and the lineup that they put out today was exactly what I was gonna was gonna to give you either either IKF or Holt hitting first, and then the other, whoever isn't hitting first, hitting second against yeah. right-handers. And mm-hmm. that's exactly what they did today. That's a, I think that's the best way to get the lineup going, is having those two guys up one, two, because they see a lot of pitches. They're very disciplined at the plate. And Brock Holt showed you just that. They're late in the game, in the extra innings. He uh, it, it wasn't phased. He looked comfortable. You know, just another, another – Another plate appearance with a louder crowd, which is another great thing, is to hear that crowd getting into it.
1: Yeah, I do. There was there, there goes, was like yeah. there was almost twenty five thousand people at that game on a on a you know Wednesday afternoon. That's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, and obviously we're leading all of baseball in attendance. Well, yeah, because we're the <laughs> yeah. only ones who allowed fans we're at the, the beginning only, of yeah. the season. <laughs> we're the only ones that allowed fans that you know. So, but yeah, it's still it's great just to hear fans peered in in, in the ballparks, and it's so odd to have you know, a good homestand here in Arlington. And then they go on the road to a ballpark that's only allowing nine to 10,000 fans. And it's just, it's weird. I'm sure it's yeah. weird for the players too. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, it's, this was a, this was a, a grind them out dirty win and, and I, Brock Holt kind of reminds me of a, a nickname that uh, remember the nickname that Ron Washington gave Mike Napoli. And this is a, in baseball. This is a compliment.
1: Uh, what did he call him? I can't remember. Dirt bag. Dirt bag. That's right. That's right.
0: Yeah. So Brock Holt, he, uh, he, he, he has that dirt bag mentality on the, on the, on the diamond. And he also helped Nick Solak get out of his early season slump. And you know, how he told him, you know what he told him to do? I heard, but I can't remember. What was it? Roll his, roll his pants up. That's right. That's, him right. Tell him that. That's right. That's what He told
1: him if you show more sock, <laughs> you'll start hitting better. <laughs>
0: And you know what? There you go. Hey, so, it worked. So Credit soul. Yep, it worked. Superstitions of baseball.
1: Oh yeah. And speaking of guys like that, another guy today who got his first win is Brett Martin. He's got a three thirteen ERA overall on the season. He's kind of quietly having a pretty good year too.
0: That's what Woody mentioned after the game too. Yeah. That he's been in this situation yeah. and he had no problems. You know, having him go out there with extras and, and not even have not even worry about warming anybody up. So he's a, he's a guy that, yeah, we haven't talked a lot about. And that's, that's actually a good thing. Yeah. Coming out of the bullpen. Yeah. You you want to talk about pitchers doing well in high stress situations and you kind of, we don't talk about Martin a lot. Cause it's kind of expected, you know, yeah. it's, we're not surprised by it. You know, we're surprised by either some, some, some failures or some, some good times from some other players with Martin. We kind of expected this, but yeah, he is quietly having a, a really good year. He started the year on the IL and, ever since he's come up, he's, he's done exactly what he needed to do. And, and yeah, like Chris Woodward said after the game of the day, he had no problem throwing him out there and because he knew he he had ice in his veins for the situation.
1: Yeah, and guys like us, from from guys like us all the way through the professionals, you talk about the guys that are having really good seasons, the guys that are having really bad seasons, and you kind of let those guys that are just cruising through in the middle, you don't talk about them very much. And Martin, I see, is one of those guys, you know, 313 ERA is not amazing. It's really good. But, you know, if you, you talk about the relievers like Ian Kennedy with a one-something ERA, you know, you talk about mm-hmm. you talk about Kyle Gibson with his two, almost one-something ERA, even though he, that first game he had an ERA of 100 and whatever, you know, you talk about that. But you got guys like Brett Martin just sitting there just, you know, doing his job day in and day out, and we don't really talk about him. And another guy that we have talked about, of course, Colby Allard, who is really coming into <laughs> his own right now. I mean, I'll be honest— when I thought he would make the team I didn't think he was going to have the impact that he's had so far he has been really good
0: yeah you you hit that one on the head I mean uh, he's 29 innings 12 appearances and he's had two starts his last two appearances have been starts and he's given you exactly what you you wanted yeah if you wanted if you used to go very well I mean he's given you more than what you wanted you know he had to go four innings he wasn't stretched out to go go much further the first time and then I think the second time he went five. And he's he's shown the 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 ability to have a strikeout pitch, and he reminds both of us we talked about it, of Jamie Moyer just yeah. the, the way he throws and, and the smoothness in him. And now Jamie Moyer was, of course, it depends on what what stage of his career he was in. He had about six different stages because he pitched <laughs> for so long, but. Uh, yeah, he started, he actually started his career with the Rangers too. Jamie Moyer did, but he ended up playing for all 32 teams. I think now I'm not, not that many, but he played for, he played for a lot of them. And the reason is because he had such good, such excellent durability and was able to adjust his pitching just, his game, the way he threw throughout his career. And yeah. Allard just reminds us of that. And yeah, he's got a three, four, one ERA right now. And actually after struggling to start the season. So it's come down significantly since then, and his whip is one, one, zero. That's yeah. excellent. Yeah. That's
1: He's kind of Kyle Gibson did where he started kind of rough and now he's sort of gotten into that groove and he's just been a lot of fun to watch.
0: Yeah. A- another guy that, you know, we, we well, were watching him cause you know, we have a little, little friendly, yeah. friendly banter going on with there. Cause that's your guy that you picked to be in the rotation. And I pick uh, Kyle Cody and you're looking really good there. And not that we're wishing against either one of them No, but it's bragging rights for us. And right now, Ben gets to brag a whole lot because I don't think Allard's going back down. And I think he's actually pitching his way into a regular spot in the rotation.
1: Yeah, I think he is, too. And I'm actually looking forward to Cody, you know, coming off the IL and getting back out on mm-hmm. the team because he was looking good. And I have a feeling, you know, you 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 talk about in the next few years, you're going to have Cole Wynn coming up. You know, you're going to have Hans Krauss is doing such a good job. I think you're going to have Allard and Cody. If Cody can pitch anything like he started the year with, I think these are guys you're going to see fighting for those rotation spots for, and then, you know, some of them are going to be there for years to come. These are names we're going to be talking about, you know, eight years from now.
0: We should, yeah, we sure hope some Jake Latz. Yep. Latz yeah, is an yeah, there's another one. Um, so there's, we'll get into more minors later. We, we've done a lot of minor league talk recently, so we're keeping it, keeping to the big leagues, but yeah, Kyle Cody, he's definitely, I like to call him Scott Philman light. Oh yeah. But he, uh yeah, he's 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 shown everything that everything that I wanted to see, and the reason that he had such great success at, at, towards the end of the year last year, and again, not pitching above high A, another one of those guys hadn't played above IA, and here high A, and here he is pitching in the majors. So, you know, uh, the, the future's looking pretty darn bright. And uh, speaking of guys that you you talked about, some games some games you see them go out there and just absolutely struggle. And then go out the next night and pitch lights out. Well, Taylor Hearn's been doing that quite a bit. He um, has. He did have – there was uh, – I believe it was in either Colorado or Seattle where he had a game where he could not hit the broad side of a barn. I think he air-mailed, airmailed one to the backstop and just didn't have any command. And then the next night he comes out and, and lights up the, the radar gun and is throwing strikes. And the same for uh, our guy, John King. Yeah. Um, he struggled mightily the other night and lost loss of command that, that night that uh, the that IKF had that error that short that everybody remembers, even though the Rangers like Woody mentioned after the game, they lost that game well before the ninth inning. But yeah, John King struggled badly in the game, almost hit a batter with the batter with the bases loaded and then comes out today and throws two scoreless. So I think um, yeah, it's fun to watch. You just hate to catch those days when these guys are having off days.
1: Yeah, and it seems like with the Rangers right now, more than one of them have an off day at the same time. which is At the
0: same time.
1: Which has always been bad. That's why Tuesday's game was so bad with all the – I mean, just watching that score, ding, 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 you know, roll around, I was thinking, oh, they gave up the grand slam, then they gave up the three-run home run. It's like, oh, man, what happened? We had a two-to-one lead like ten minutes ago, and it's just, yeah. you know, the, you take out one guy, and, you know, poor <laughs> Woody, he knew what he was getting into for this season, but he actually showed a lot of frustration after that game.
0: Yeah, and he's he showed some frustration after I believe it was the Colorado series with the hitting, and he yeah. said we are not we are not having aggressive at bats. Yeah, we want to take pitches, but even when we're swinging, I mean, we're putting the ball in play. It's it's weak contact. It's just we're not being very you know we're not we're not attacking, and it's it's showing in in our results. And he he sounded really frustrated about it, and he was really frustrated, and he mentioned it again two nights ago, yeah. or three nights ago, whenever that, that, that loss, you know, he said, yeah, everybody's going to talk about IKF and the error short when that game was lost because we had so many opportunities to score way earlier in the game. Yep. And, and he said, it's not fair to IKF that, that, uh, it's not fair to him at all that he's going to, that's going to be the the highlight of the the game was that he made that error. And I agreed with him. I mean, that's, that's standing up for your, for your leader. Yeah, and he said he said Isaiah's taking it hard right now. I mean, he's taking it hard, and he's going to. That's the type of guy he is. And I wish that he wouldn't. <laughs> so, yeah, that yeah, just kind of tells you right now. You know, Woody's grown on me in a year, and a year, year and a half. I'll call it a year and a half. But the year and a half, or whatever that he's been, he's been the Rangers uh, manager. He's he's really. He he's definitely a a player's manager and yeah, but he's also he will crack the whip if he has to. So I I like I like seeing that.
1: And speaking of guys, we're going to see in the rotation for. I know it's coming up quickly. I didn't tell you I was going to talk about this, but I'm looking at headlines on Rangers website. Uh, I'm I would bet a lot of money on the fact that it's going to be lighter that the Rangers draft. And I think he's another guy you're going to see. And I think he's a a can't miss.
0: Yeah, that's the guy we've been clamoring for the whole time.
1: Yep, and And now now according to the latest, you know, it looks like that's the one that everyone thinks they're going to take. And I mean, if you've watched him pitch for Vanderbilt at all, why wouldn't you take him?
0: Yeah, he's already showing, and that's that's three years of you know non minor league play. That it's not like he's getting drafted right out of high school where he's going to be playing rookie ball and going from the bottom. No, this is a guy he could start in Double A. Um, The Rangers have started making a, a a very putting a lot of importance on that, and you saw that in the two years ago, three, two years ago with the, uh, Josh Young direct Josh Young yeah. draft and, you know, three years at Texas tech, you know, Davis Wenzel, three-year player, you know, all these guys are three-year college players. So they're, they don't have to de- have as long to develop. Yep, And it's a, it's, and if they're dominating at the college level, that means there might be a year or two away and not four, you know? So
1: well, you know, not not too long ago, Leiter threw back to back no hit no hitters. You know, he didn't pitch the whole game, but while he was in right. the game, he threw back to back no hitter. He didn't give up a hit for something like nineteen straight innings. I can't remember what it was, but I mean, and you know, also his dad was a major leaguer, Outlighter. If people don't remember Outlighter, so he comes from a pedigree of you know of a major league family. So it's just I don't know why the Rangers would take anyone but him, unless he gets taken by the first pick, which a lot of people don't think he's going to.
0: No, no. They're thinking shortstop for the first day. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, his dad, Al Leiter has a world series ring with those blue Jays. Yep. So uh, that crazy Phillies, blue Jays world series, Yeah, that was, that was a really good world series. I was a young kid, really young kid. I think I was the eight, what was that? 92.
1: You were eight and 92. I was about, yeah. to, I was about to graduate from high school.
0: Oh well, you didn't. Have, you didn't have to say that.
1: I know, man. Well, <laughs> that's I, on you. I was doing a vacation Bible school at my church tonight, and the kid asked me how old I was. I said nine hundred and thirty-eight. So
0: he probably believed you. With uh, he, the beard he, wasn't, and all. he
1: wasn't sure. Yeah, he wasn't sure actually. But <laughs> he was thinking that wasn't correct, but he he couldn't prove it.
0: <laughs> that's good. No, yeah. He uh, Jack Weider is the guy that we've been clamoring for from day one. Either him or Rocker. Yeah, and. And not the rockers like, bad, but I really want lighter. No. Yeah, lighter. A lot of people will say you can you can flip a coin with them, and I just to me it's Peyton Manning and Ryan Leaf. Yeah, no, you know, I agree. That was, That's what they that's what they were saying back in the day too. flip a coin and, yep. and just pick one. Well, yeah, we saw how that turned out. To me, Jack Lyder's the guy. Yeah. So if he's there at number two, don't even waste any time. I th- I thought we I'd be happy when we thought it was going to be pitcher one, pitcher two, and yep. just get one of the two. Whoever doesn't go, so, yeah. But, but now I love the two. Like, I want a fighter. lighter.
1: Yeah. And I, I just think like, like we said, you know, just, I think he, I mean, and yet no one's ever a can't miss someone, anyone can miss, but he looks like the kind of guy that if you get him, he's going to be like a, a franchise changing type talent.
0: He came out of the womb a polished pitcher.
1: Yeah, I mean, it really seems that way. And he just looks – I mean, I, I've watched, you know, because – and by the way, when John Daniels does call me, which everyone knows is going to happen, uh, John and Chris, when Chris Young and John Daniels call me, I'm going to recommend that they get lighter, so we'll see how that goes. But anyway – um you know, because because, <laughs> you know, they both have my number and I mean, I've sent it mm-hmm. to them lots of times. They've never called. But anyway,
0: I heard um, on speed dial. But, yeah, I'm sure
1: know. they do. But, you know, um, they, th- they think I'm the pizza delivery guy. But anyway, the uh, <laughs> I think uh, I think that uh, that he is a can't miss. And I think that, uh, you know, the Rangers, when they get him, I just really do think he'll be one of those franchise type. I mean, imagine if he pitches like he is right now along with Colwyn pitching the way he is right now and Lats and, you know, Hans Kraus. I mean, think about what a rotation will look like in three to five years.
0: Yeah. And we also, I've, I've still got a little, uh, uh, I don't know, a little burn feeling from the whole DVD thing back yeah. in the, uh, back in the early two thousands when that thing was coming up, but that was back when we had no pitching in that. And those guys were tearing it up in the minors, and we just thought they were going to be the next best thing because the Rangers literally had no pitching. Yeah, um, and only one of those turned out to be. Uh, re- he was really good a couple of years, and that was Volquez. Danks was Danks was okay for a little bit. Yeah, but yeah, so it's just it's it's to me I'm finding it hard to to get too hyped up about them because you never know what can happen. Yeah, but. But he, I mean, you. out of right, everyone right they've drafted,
1: now, uh, out of everyone they've been drafted and had a chance to draft over the last few years, this one feels the best.
0: Yeah, it does. It certainly does. And and you 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 combine that with hopefully a lighter come draft day.
1: Yeah.
0: And, and the pitching prospect of the pitching prospects of the Rangers in the next two three years look really good, and especially if the guys we've already mentioned that are there, Allard, Cody. Hearn, you know those guys continue to progress. Dane Dunning, um, yeah, and see we hadn't even mentioned him yet. Yeah, we had, we hadn't mentioned Dane Dunning, so the the future in the pitching looks bright, and it does in the bullpen as well. Uh, D Train getting called up, he's not going back down.
1: No, he's not. No, so, he's definitely not going back down. And
0: yeah, but if really, you look at, I mean, if you look at, and you know, oh, I know there's
1: a chance that we'll trade Kyle Gibson, come up, you know, here pretty soon. But if we don't. Hmm. I would love to sign him to like a three-year deal and kind of have him anchor all those young guys over the next two to three years. And, you know, be, if he, I mean, if he can pitch, if he can have an ERA twice what he has now, he'd still be worth having.
0: Oh yeah. And the problem with that is he's 33. I know. And that's why I'd want to anchor just for
1: maybe, maybe two more years or, you know, maybe even just one more year after this one, but if we don't trade him, I would like to keep him for probably two more seasons.
0: Yeah, we, and as, as we we briefly discussed on Twitter, the, the the prospects in getting traded are very real, and as they should be. Oh, because, yeah. Because him uh, and know, Joey both, is, and, and by the way, and Joey Gallo. Yeah, in a
1: minute we need to talk about that. You had something about Joey that you wanted to talk about.
0: Yeah, that, I I've read a couple of places now that the Padres have have been on the phone with the Rangers, and uh, that'd be. I mean, I, I'm not shocked the teams are coming at the Rangers right now because his trade status or his trade value is low, not, not, not as high as it could be. So they're trying to kind of low ball the Rangers right now. So I'm not surprised to hear that at all. Uh, unless, they get, unless the Rangers get blown away right now, then they're, he's not going to get traded until no. he, he eats back up. Now, when he heats back up, they'll be calling everybody, being like, hey, what about now?
1: Yeah, well, and also it doesn't surprise me because Jace Tingler, you know, is the manager in San Diego, was with the Rangers forever, was with the Rangers, you know, while Joey was in, in the minors, you know, progressing and getting ready to come to the majors. So, Jace yep. Tingler wanting to take a fly around him doesn't surprise me one bit.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of Rangers ties there in San Diego, yeah. so with AJ Preller and the the GM. So yeah, there's, there's a whole lot of San Diego ties and it makes, it makes perfect sense. I haven't even looked to see where he'd fit with them. Um, yeah. I don't know where honest. he would either. Yeah. So I don't know. I think that they, they, his value is low right now, but it's, his trade value is low, but his overall value is pretty dang high. So yeah, and it's that, just kind of a, a Go ahead and miss right now. Yeah,
1: and as we get closer to you know the trade deadline, I mean, I'll be honest. I would have everyone. I would take calls on everyone, including Isaiah Conner Fleff. I wouldn't want to trade him, but I mean, if someone gives you you know a a Mark Teixeira type haul that we got for Teixeira, you've got to listen. Even if you don't take it, you've got to listen.
0: Yeah, and I mean, he is one of those guys that I, I think this was his first year of arbitration. Yeah, I think. So he's got three more, two more years after this year of controllability. So that's also of higher value to other teams. And now he's playing high level shortstop at Gold Glove le- level shortstop after winning the Gold Glove at third. So his value is pretty darn high, as well as being a really good hitter. He's hitting two ninety now. So yeah. and that's and I, I think that's going to hit around three hundred by the time the year's over. Because yep. he had a pretty long, pretty long uh, slump there, and, and then came out of it and was playing. Just like we know we can, so. Um, but I mean, yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah. I mean,
1: I would, I would take calls on him, on Trevino, on Low, on you know anybody. Like I said, I don't want those guys to go. But if you're, if you can get a haul for him, I would say anyone's on the market. I mean, obviously they've lost how many in a row or how many of the last twenty. I mean, it's been terrible. They're they're way in last place now. There is no need. If you can get a haul for these guys, then you get a haul for him. In my opinion.
0: Yeah, I mean everybody's names are going to be available because, uh, yeah, nobody even knows if it's if they're going to pan out. I mean, some of these guys. I mean, we hope that they are. That's why we're kind of we get enamored when they play well, and we kind of downplay. Mm, they don't, you know. It's just it's one of those seasons where there's just so many. Like we said, stock put the, put as many names as you can in the pot and see how see which ones rise to the top when it gets hot. So
1: and then people always wonder why they stockpile. Like we talk when we talked to uh, Curtis, you know, he's he's kind of kind of log jam there at first. Well, you stockpile because everyone doesn't work out, and then you also have trade pieces. So, I mean, the reason they stockpile Mm -hmm. offensive players, they've always, the Rangers have always stockpiled infielders, in my opinion. They always seem to have a back jam of shortstops and, you know, a third baseman and a first baseman. And that's not a bad thing because then you can trade people, you can use people, you know, you have two or three guys, guys get hurt. You still have someone you can call up. So it's a good idea. And like I said, they're not all going to work out. You know, Josh Young, hopefully is going to be a fantastic third baseman, but what if he's not, you know, well, they've got other third basemen down there at Frisco. They got a couple of really good third basemen. you know, so you're looking at, okay, it's okay that we have these guys. And if there is no room for them, maybe we can deal them for someone else that we do need.
0: Yeah, I mean, look what look what LeBlanc is doing in third in Double A. Yeah, he's, so, he's doing great. <laughs> yeah, he's doing fantastic. So it kind of makes you wonder now. Josh Young is getting close to, to coming back off. Yeah, uh, the disabled list. He's gonna it's gonna take a little bit longer, but yeah. you know he might not have a spot, but any anywhere but high A. So yeah that's that's the beauty of it and you know the log jams they're, they're great because they number one create competition number two you got people calling on them like you just mentioned and number three unfortunately sometimes you can screw that up completely like the rangers did in 2005
1: yeah totally <laughs> yeah totally you can't
0: because um, yeah you had, a, you had a log jam at first base you had to share there and, and uh he's the future right and then you just pretty much trade away adrian gonzalez for nothing so yep uh, that's that's for another time. We'll, we'll talk about some of these, some of these the, these these past hits and misses as far as acquisitions and, and trade and free agency. Yeah, go. as we get but as we get not...
1: as we get closer to the actual deadline, we're going to do some top ten good, top ten bad yes. trades. We're going to start yes. throwing some of that stuff out for you guys to enjoy.
0: Yes, yes, we are. We've got to because a lot of them have been popping up in my head lately, and. I should say to Um,
1: enjoy or to scream at us because we're so wrong, but either way, you know, we're going to do top tens for you guys to react
0: any way you'd like to. And tell us about how wrong we are on the twit box.
1: Well, uh, I think the reason we never hear is because we're always right. And that's why no one ever complains (laughs) that we're wrong. Not because uh, people just don't interact with us. I think it's because we're always right. Always thinking positive, brother. I like it. That's the way I do it, man. Right there. I'm telling you. (laughs) (laughs) Good stuff. Well, it has been uh, it has been a bad week with a good end for the Rangers. It has been uh, a a interesting uh, interesting week, and uh, it ought to continue. Now they go. I think they have the Dodgers next, if I'm correct.
0: So they're you know, just seeing Kershaw. Yeah, so. I
1: mean they're just flying through some of the best teams in baseball right now, which is not what they need. But hey, I mean, if you're gonna have a bad year and you're gonna have guys, you know, prospects trying to feel their way through, why not play the best of the best?
0: Yeah, it feels like the schedule's been horrific, yeah. horrific. Every time we turn around and we're playing, you know, one of the top teams in baseball, and then those West Coast troops that I've always hated them. Yep, uh, those West Coast West Coast swings where they go out there for tw- you know nine to twelve days or whatever. Yeah, they always are just hard. It's they're terrible. just hard in all three of those stadiums. Yep, and yeah, I, they're just always difficult. And really, I, I don't have any good memories of those long west coast road trips except for those glory days of 2009 10 11 you know through 2015 other than that it's awful other than that it's never been good it's always been so hard um so yeah and and then you come home and there's the giants and the rays and it's yeah and now you got to go to la go back out there and face the ding dodgers so yeah not fun at all so trevor bauer and clayton kershaw
1: well, Bauer's not as good now that, uh, we need not talk about that. We'll have to hit that on the next episode. The, uh, the pitching controversy going on in major league baseball right now.
0: Oh yeah. We're we definitely got to hit that up,
1: but we're already at 40 minutes. So I think we'll go ahead and wrap this one up. But, uh, thanks to Walton's Inc, uh, or Waltons com, I believe is the website, uh, Again, we mentioned it last week. We are working on the commercial for them. That'll be coming soon, but go check them out. Uh, I have now used a bunch of the stuff they sent me, and they've got some fantastic seasonings, sauces, all kind of stuff that I've been enjoying.
0: Not only that, have you? did you get the green chili cheese dip? I did, man. That is so good. Oh, dude, I've saved a little bit, like a smidge of it, just so I can put on a chili dog or something. Yeah,
1: it is so good. It really is. And I didn't yeah, even know is, what bacon is, aioli was, but I tried that, and that's really good too.
0: Yeah, yeah, I haven't yet, but I'm interested. It's um, good. Yeah, it's
1: good. Everything. I'll tell you, it, it's surprisingly. It, it's I didn't know what to expect, but it's good.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm excited about the about this partnership with them and, and the the stuff that they bring to the table because I love grilling and I oh, yeah. love, yes, I love I love barbecue and. You know, we're Texans. This is this yeah, is what we do. That's what
1: we do. Whataburger and barbecue are, are, are the two top things that we eat.
0: Exactly. And Curtis Terry mentioned barbecue as well. He so. did.
1: That's right. Uh, Curtis Terry is now a real Texan. Go back and listen to yep. that if you have not yet. Um, that was, again, that's the episode right before this one. So if you've made it this far, congratulations. And then go back and listen. <laughs> well, actually, if you've made it this far, you've probably already listened to the Curtis Terry interview. But, you know, be sure to tell your friends about it.
0: Yeah, spread word.
1: We like that. All right. Uh, I believe we are finished. Thank you guys for listening. Thanks to uh, Curtis Terry again for joining us on Monday. It was fantastic. We are working on a few more guests. We got some people from Double uh, I'm trying to get on, including Colwyn or Jake Latz if we can. Uh, we're trying to get Victor Rojas back on to sort of get a feel for what he thinks about how this season has gone so far for them. We are working on uh, – well, I'm going to look and see who I think the Rangers are going to call up next. We'll try to get them from AAA next so we can talk yeah. to them right before they get called. <laughs> Because we tried that twice, and both times they got called mm-hmm. up. So we got to uh, we got to work on our timing on
0: that. Yeah, and then the other one, Delano was going to be our first player guest. And yeah, we we had a he double booked. He they got him double booked, and so we haven't had to have him yet.
1: So. Yeah, so hopefully we can get him before you know. Hopefully he doesn't move on, and if he does, you know, I, I wish him the best. But if he doesn't, hopefully we can get Absolutely. him on as well.
0: Absolutely. All right. Well,
1: that is the Ranger Report podcast for today. Thank you guys for listening, and we will see you next week. Thanks for listening to the Ranger Report Podcast. Find us on Twitter, Facebook, and at therangerreport.com.